How's it going? This is Ty, and this is also the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course, I always do. Here we talk about fiction, copywriting, persuasion, marketing, and several other issues. Ever since I discovered that fiction writing and copywriting do borrow from each other in quite a few different ways. So without any further ado than we've already had, let's get to it. Alrighty, today's episode is 148. Uh, the post that this episode is connected to was originally titled, What World Building Can Teach You About Business Building, uh, posted August 6th of 2014. Alright, so I had mentioned in the post about a nutshell, which would have been last week's uh, episode, somewhere, I wanted to write about how copywriters can learn about business building from the world building that fiction writers do, because it's basically equivalent. Okay. I'm on a lot of email lists for copywriters, marketers, and so on, because I like to pick up tips. Usually people have a certain way of doing business, either because they learned it the hard way or because they like it because it's part of their personality and so on. And I like to learn those things. An email that I had gotten at this point, it talked about appointment setting with a doctor, right? Okay. Doctor's appointments are a pretty common thing. If the doctor's busy, the doctor's secretary will just give you the next slot, you know, because that's the doctor, that's a doctor thing. Because those are the rules. Like, we don't want to have things that are double booked and so on. Because that's, no. And also, it's kind of the same with teachers and keeping control of the classroom for them and so on and so forth. Because that's, you know, the rules. And I'd like to take that a different direction a little bit too. Because in fiction, you have to build a world unless you're going to do, well... I shouldn't say, unless you're going to do fan fiction, but that's not sellable because that's somebody else's work. But it can be good practice depending. It can be good practice maybe. But that's all it would be, practice anyway. For short stories, novels, novellas, you're going to have to have a world attached to that. A setting, passes of time. Okay, now, who makes up those rules? The fiction writer does. Things like uh, how the classes of a world interact, or dozens of other factors, the beings, the robots, relate to each other as individuals or a group, uh, economic factors, basically anything that you can use to create a story or conflict with characters, the setting, uh, and a lot of other factors that go into fiction, all of them, even one or two of them together, that's part of the world because that's the, that interaction. And it's the same in business. It's really the same, and I don't think it really matters what type of business. If you, there's some factors that you can control and other factors that you can't control. Like uh, if you work for, with, uh, your clients are all doctors and lawyers, you're going to have to be reachable by them unless you set up another system when they are reachable. If they're doing other stuff or on the weekend or something else. But if you can set the rules for your part of the work, you can set however you want to. Some people I know who do writing, editing, and what have you are like night owls. They're up two, three, four in the morning. In the morning, I don't know how they do it. I have tremendous respect for people like that because I know I couldn't do it more than one to two days in a row, and I would be shocked. 
my nerves would just be, I would be a wreck. No, I, I can't do that. That's why I appreciate other people who can, because there are certain professions and other circumstances that benefit more from people who can be up early, early in the morning. It's just that that's not me. But you can do that. Like, you know, if you want to make it so that you only work with people who pay, if you do sessions with them, if they pay for the first two or the first five, you can go ahead. If you want to take phone calls only in the afternoon, fine. And also, this is important too, because like with certain fictional worlds and so on, like Lord of the Rings or any other fictional world, those it has rules, but those rules have already been set and they have to kind of exist within those. It's a different perspective with world building and business building about making the rules, but it's as well as those rules can be changed. Like with fiction and so on, if your world is solidified, Unless something catastrophic happens, you want to provide a really good detailed explanation for to eventually show your readers those rules are going to have to stay the same. They don't change. And if something isn't working right for you in business, whether it's who you're working with or your work schedule or sleep schedule or meal schedule or anything else that you are able to regulate or not from your own perspective and from your own efforts, you can change those things which is why I think it's important to think about those things at least every once in a while. I know that I preach routine a lot, and I know that I preach routine because I'm rather a slave to it in a lot of aspects because it gives me consistency, which is what I like. But it's like, okay, is this routine working for me? Well, up to this point, it's been working for me quite well. So I keep that routine. If there are other tweaks in the routine I need to make, I make them. But usually that's in addition to other things or if it's only temporary. Sometimes if things get extraordinarily busy, I make temporary uh, concessions with my routine. But that's not I can't do that consistently, which is why I only do it once in a while. And that's if it's needed. If it's not needed or I don't think it's needed, I don't do it. Because why? You know. And it's like, okay, to a certain extent, it's kind of a dicey area too because with a certain extent, it's like, these are my rules, bam, bam, bam. And they can't be transgressed for any reason. It's like if there's really a rule that you worked really hard to set up because it works well for you, it can be difficult to change those things either temporarily to meet different circumstances. It's like, okay, if we know for a fact based on how things have gone in the past that say – the 1st of May to the 1st of June, let's say, is an extraordinarily busy time for you for some reason or other, and it's been that way consistently for a bunch of years, you may alter your routine on an as-needed basis temporarily to meet that demand, those particular set of circumstances that you need to meet for your business and so on. That's different than, okay, just agreeing blindly to what anybody else wants to do simply because they want you to do it. Like it's not, it needs, these rule changes need to be calculated for a certain reason, not on a whim. And that can be hard because 
whether you're starting out or not, that can be hard to, okay, to balance, okay, these are my rules and the routine that works for me versus all the other people in the world I could possibly do business with that are in this sector, this sector, this sector. What kind of rules do they have? And so on. Where do they live? I mean, I've had times where I had to take calls and so on early in the morning because the prospect was on the other side of the world. It's like, well, usually I wouldn't, but in this particular case, you know, okay. It just depends. That was like one time, one or two times, not very often. So those rules, like, they don't affect the rules that you set don't affect other people very much depending on how they're doing. It's like, okay, it's only those folks who want to work with you will be the ones who are interested in following those rules. If they're not interested in following those rules, they won't work with you. It's like, okay, it just depends on, all right, how big is your group of people who want to adhere to your particular rules that you have because you thought through them and it works for your schedule and your life that are there. It's like, okay, if the pool of people is like 10,000 people, it's like maybe that's okay and the rules are okay, but all right. But if you've cut off a bunch of people, say if nine-tenths of those people have been cut to the side, it's only a 1,000 people, depending on what goes on. If you have a high price point and you offer a high ticket service between 10 and 20 people, maybe a year or every six months, flowing into your business to hand you money and take advantage of whatever you have to offer might be a great thing and you might be fine with that. That's fine. But again, that really depends on where you land as far as skills and like business and so on, where you can hit that, where, okay, we have, okay, a bunch of people, not a fewer amount of people with a lot of money versus a medium amount of people with a medium amount of money or a bunch of people with some money. It just depends. And it's like, okay, but you're looking out for you as much as they're looking out for them. That can be a bit of a sticking point with the business rules because you have to look out for you and they have to look out for them. If you don't want to be up, <laughs> if you don't want to be up at two in the morning, that's, that's totally fine. It just depends on, right, that's you looking out for you. And I think most people would be amenable to that unless, I mean, I don't know. It could be those temporary, kind of a temporary or semi-permanent situation where you would be working with somebody on the other side of the world and that may not work. So you might have to work with, to think of different concessions and so on with your other things. Well, like, okay, if they're active at two in the morning on your time, does that mean you'd be able to turn in things, say, I don't know. I mean, and this, this is only from the perspective of what I would do. If you could turn in things before 6 p.m. the evening before so that when they get up at 2 in the morning your time, they're up to examine your stuff. They can examine it, get you something back, and then by maybe 6 or 7, between 6 and 9 in the morning your time, you can get up, address that, and then pop it back to them right away and just keep going that way so that there's not as big of a delay or is there as little of a delay as possible. And it can be a challenge too. But I think figuring out how to do things for you relies on your familiarity with yourself 
and your schedule and what you like and how you've been living your life up to this point, if that's worked for you and how to work that in with the rest of your business and essentially the rest of your life so that you can meet others where they are. And you will both have to do maybe some compromising, but as little compromising as possible to preserve like that, a, a good business relationship that's free of like resentment and so on. And that might be a little oversimplified to be a circumspect or honest about it, but that's, you know, where, where I'm at with it and how to figure out how to work things so that you're happy, your clients are happy, everybody's making money and getting things done and they'll come back and keep working with you because it's a mutual agreement because you're both seeing the interaction as beneficial because of how you've set things up for yourselves as individuals. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day. Alrighty, today's episode is 148. Uh, the post that this episode is connected to was originally titled What World Building Can Teach You About Business Building, uh, posted August 6th of 2014. All right, so I had mentioned in the post about a nutshell, which would have been last week's uh, episode somewhere, I wanted to write about how copywriters can learn about business building from the world building that fixtures, fiction writers do because it's Basically equivalent. Okay. I'm on a lot of email lists for copywriters, marketers, and so on, because I like to pick up tips. Usually people have a certain way of doing business, either because they learned it the hard way or because they like it because it's part of their personality and so on. And I like to learn those things. An email that I had gotten at this point, it talked about appointment setting with a doctor, right? Okay. Doctor's appointments are a pretty common thing. If the doctor's busy, the doctor's secretary will just give you the next slot, you know, because that's the doctor, that's a doctor thing, because those are the rules. Like, we don't want to have things that are double booked and so on, because that's, no. And also, it's kind of the same with teachers and keeping control of the classroom for them and so on and so forth, because that's, you know, the rules. And I like to take that a different direction a little bit, too, because in fiction, you have to build a world unless you're going to do, well, I shouldn't say, unless you're going to do fan fiction, but that's not sellable because that's somebody else's work. But it can be good practice depending. It can be good practice, maybe. 
but that's all it would be practice anyway for short stories novels novellas you're gonna have to have a world attached to that a setting passes of time okay now who makes up those rules the fiction writer does Things like uh, how the classes of a world interact or dozens of other factors, the beings, the robots relate to each other as individuals or a group, uh, economic factors, basically anything that you can use to create a story or conflict with characters, the setting, uh, and a lot of other factors that go into fiction, all of them, even one or two of them together, that's part of the world because that's the, that interaction. And it's the same in business. It's really the same, and I don't think it really matters what type of business. If you, there's some factors that you can control and other factors that you can't control. Like uh, if you work for, with, uh, your clients are all doctors and lawyers, you're going to have to be reachable by them unless you set up another system when they are reachable. If they're doing other stuff or on the weekend or something else. But if you can set the rules for your part of the work, you can set however you want to. Some people I know who do writing, editing, and what have you are like night owls. They're up two, three, four in the morning. In the morning, I don't know how they do it. I have tremendous respect for people like that because I know I couldn't do it more than one to two days in a row, and I would be shot. My nerves would just be, I would be a wreck. No, I, I can't do that. That's why... I appreciate other people who can because there are certain professions and other circumstances that benefit more from people who can be up early, early in the morning. It's just that that's not me. But you can do that. Like, you know, if you want to make it so that you only work with people who pay, if you do sessions with them, if they pay for the first two or the first five, you can go ahead. If you want to take phone calls only in the afternoon, fine. And also, this is important too because like with certain fictional worlds and so on, like Lord of the Rings or any other fictional world, those it has rules, but those rules have already been set and they have to kind of exist within those. It's a different perspective with world building and business building about making the rules, but it's as well as those rules can be changed. Like with fiction and so on, if your world is solidified, unless something catastrophic happens, you want to provide a really good detailed explanation for to eventually show your readers those rules are going to have to stay the same. They don't change. And if something isn't working right for you in business, whether it's who you're working with or your work schedule or sleep schedule or meal schedule or anything else that you are able to regulate or not from your own perspective and from your own efforts, you can change those things, which is why I think it's important to think about those things at least every once in a while. I know that I preach routine a lot, and I know that I preach routine because I'm rather a slave to it in a lot of aspects because it gives me consistency, which is what I like, but it's like, okay, is this routine working for me? Well, up to this point, it's been working for me quite well. So I keep that routine. If there are other tweaks in the routine I need to make, I make them. But usually that's in addition to 
other things, or if it's only temporary, sometimes if things get extraordinarily busy, I make temporary uh, concessions with my routine, but that's not, I can't do that consistently, which is why I only do it once in a while. And that's if it's needed. If it's not needed or I don't think it's needed, I don't do it. Because why? You know. And it's like, okay, to a certain extent, it's kind of a dicey area too because with a certain extent, it's like, these are my rules. Bam, bam, bam. And they can't be transgressed for any reason. It's like if there's really a rule that you worked really hard to set up because it works well for you, it can be difficult to change those things either temporarily to meet different circumstances. It's like, okay, if we know for a fact based on how things have gone in the past that say the 1st of May to the 1st of June, let's say, is an extraordinarily busy time for you for some reason or other, and it's been that way consistently for a bunch of years, you may alter your routine on an as-needed basis temporarily to meet that demand, those particular set of circumstances that you need to meet for your business and so on. That's different than, okay, just agreeing blindly to what anybody else wants to do simply because they want you to do it. Like it's not, it needs, these rule changes need to be calculated for a certain reason, not on a whim. And that can be hard because whether you're starting out or not, that can be hard to, okay, to balance, okay, these are my rules and the routine that works for me versus all the other people in the world I could possibly do business with that are in this sector, this sector, this sector. What kind of rules do they have? And so on. Where do they live? I mean, I've had times where I had to take calls and so on early in the morning because the prospect was on the other side of the world. It's like, well, Usually I wouldn't, but in this particular case, you know, okay. It just depends. That was like one time, one or two times, not very often. So those rules, like, they don't affect, the rules that you set don't affect other people very much depending on how they're doing. It's like, okay, it's only those folks who want to work with you will be the ones who are interested in following those rules. If they're not interested in following those rules, they won't work with you. It's like, okay, it just depends on, all right, how big is your group of people who want to adhere to your particular rules that you have because you thought through them and it works for your schedule and your life that are there? It's like, okay, if the pool of people is like 10,000 people, it's like maybe that's okay and the rules are okay, but all right. But if you've cut off a bunch of people, say if nine-tenths of those people have been cut to the side, it's only a 1,000 people. Depending on what goes on, if you have a high price point and you offer a high ticket service between 10 and 20 people, maybe a year or every six months, flowing into your business to hand you money and take advantage of whatever you have to offer might be a great thing, and you might be fine with that. That's fine. But again, that really depends on where you land as far as skills and like business and so on, where you can hit that, where, okay, we have, okay, a bunch of people, not a fewer amount of people with a lot of money versus a medium amount of people with a medium amount of money or a bunch of people with some money. It just depends. And it's like, okay, but you're looking out for you 
as much as they're looking out for them. That can be a bit of a sticking point with the business rules because you have to look out for you and they have to look out for them. If you don't want to be up, <laughs> if you don't want to be up at two in the morning, that's that's totally fine. It just depends on right. That's you looking out for you. And I think most people would be amenable to that unless, I mean, I don't know. It could be those temporary, kind of a temporary or semi-permanent situation where you would be working with somebody on the other side of the world and that may not work. So you might have to work with, to think of different concessions and so on with your other things. Well, like, okay, if they're active at two in the morning on your time, does that mean you'd be able to turn in things, say, I don't know. I mean, and this this is only from the perspective of what I would do. If you could turn in things before 6 p.m. the evening before, so that when they get up at 2 in the morning, your time, they're up to examine your stuff. They can examine it, get you something back, and then by maybe 6 or 7, in, between 6 and 9 in the morning, your time, you can get up, address that, and then pop it back to them right away and just keep going that way so that there's not as big of a delay or as there as little of a delay as possible. And it can be a challenge too. But I think figuring out how to do things for you relies on your familiarity with yourself and your schedule and what you like and how you've been living your life up to this point, if that's worked for you and how to work that in with the rest of your business and essentially the rest of your life so that you can meet others where they are and you will both have to do maybe some compromising, but as little compromising as possible to preserve like that, a, a good business relationship that's free of like resentment and so on. And that might be a little oversimplified to be circumspect or honest about it, but that's, you know, where, where I'm at with it and how to figure out how to work things so that you're happy, your clients are happy, everybody's making money and getting things done and they'll come back and keep working with you because it's a mutual agreement because you're both seeing the interaction as beneficial because of how you've set things up for yourselves as individuals.